1: 18 plus. They are Grammy winners, active in political and environmental causes, longtime faves around here, and recently took time out to talk about their new album, live with the University of Colorado Symphony Orchestra. It's the Brett Saunders Podcast with Indigo Girls. Good to be back. You've been good to us.
0: Now that's Emily speaking. I just want to for our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that Emily says y'all. Do you say y'all,
1: Amy? I I do say y'all. Yeah, We're both uh, Southern southern gals.
0: I want to talk about this new album, uh, Live with the University of Colorado Symphony Orchestra. Did the both of you pick Boulder to make this album, or did Boulder pick you?
1: We picked Boulder. Um, We had played with the University of Colorado um, Symphony Orchestra before, and we were so struck by it, and struck by the conductor and, and just the dynamics that they played with and the, there was just a certain, a certain thing to it. I think it's a part of it because it's, you know, it's some grad students and it's like a mixed bag of who's in the symphony. So you get a lot of different dynamics and, and a lot of different um, approaches musically and people that were younger and people that are older. And so it helps to have multiple generations, I think, playing when you trying to cross-pollinate pop Music with symphonic arrangements, um, and orchestral arrangements. So we had picked them, and then we made a, basically just made a plan for when everybody could get together and do it. Um, and that took a while, but, um, you know, kind of, I think we had to wait kind of till the next, a, a few, like, probably like a eight, I don't know what it was, only like eight or nine months or something, but we, but yeah, we made a plan and came back and did it, and, um, they did not let us down. <laughs>
0: Were you surprised, or, or, or did the students know your music? Were, were they already fans of your music, many of them coming into this project?
1: Some of them were. I mean, I only know that because, we, you know, we we took pictures with a bunch of people, and and there's sort of a instant camaraderie that you have with someone who's familiar with you. They had a very youthful um, sort of playing, like, even for those who, who may not have known our music, They're just into music for music's sake, you know. And because, I mean, you mentioned the arrangements. Shauna Laughlin did most of them, and they're really good arrangements. So they're not boring for orchestral players, even those who are used to playing classical music. And so I think there was a really good combination of some people knew our music, some people didn't, but everybody was, like, into the project, so that was really cool.
0: When the two of you were on the road together, did you ever, like, at the very beginning, did you ever talk about, I wonder how this would sound with the string section?
1: Uh, n- not, not really, I mean, I think there were times when we were making records where we you know, had strings on our records that are but limited, you know, just like a, a quartet, or there were a few songs that we did full on arrangements with um, in the past. And it was more of a, I think, a producer and us getting together and talking about production than the idea of a whole symphony. But we, you know, about, I guess, years back, we did this performance with the Atlanta Ballet with a symphony, and it was our first kind of indication of what it would be like to do that. So we had a, a choreographer in Atlanta choreograph eight songs to, with the ballet, and we had a live orchestra, and we played on stage, and the orchestra was in the orchestra pit while the dancers were dancing. And it was a real blast and just kind of perked our ears up to, to that whole approach. And then some years went by, and we met different people that were doing this, um, different friends of ours, that we doing shows with symphonies and we were hearing about it. And then we just started kind of putting it out there that we wanted to do it. And eventually uh, someone from this agency approached us and, you know, said, Hey, we'll organize to get arrangers to do your music and kind of fronted us the capital to do it because it's pretty expensive. And so we sort of borrowed the money and then we were indentured for a while Doing shows to the to the to what we owed on the symphony arrangements, and that was you know four, probably four years ago. And then over time, we've just played more and more, or maybe even five years ago, we've played with symphonies more and more, and done quite a lot of shows with them. And so it it was just time to to record a record, you know. Once we heard when we we kind of started hearing different symphonies that we really liked and thinking about that. And then we heard University of Colorado when we played that show, that's when we were like, oh, this would be the perfect group to do it with.
0: You're both Colorado favorites, longtime KBCO favorites. You've played KBCO Studio C many times. How? And by the way, you're going to be back here, Planet Bluegrass, on August 18th. Why do you both think that you have such a connection with this this neighborhood?
1: Well, I mean, honestly, KBCO has been really, really good to us for a long time. I have to say that, having radio support um, back in the day and leading up to fairly recently, you know, just was really, really helpful. And I think that they're just, you know, as far as I can tell, people come from all over to be in that area. And they're explorers and they're seekers. Uh, They're people who are tied to nature largely or they're artists. And so that kind of demographic is um, drawn to our songwriting I suppose and you know we've just always even way back playing at Red Rocks um, appreciated the beauty and the community and then you know with the with the airplay it's just a sort of a a really nice combination of things that have kept us very strong in the in the area which is really really great because when we come back and play it probably once a year right Amy yeah or more and it's Sometimes. just we can always count on getting a great enthusiastic crowd. and I mean there's nothing to be except grateful for that because it just doesn't happen all the time and um, and we're lucky to be the recipients of that kind of loyalty in such a great area.
0: one of the things i took away from listening to this new album was how not just how durable these songs are but how relevant they are now and of course you did not write these songs and record these songs 20 25 years ago to be put into a time capsule and opened up in 2018 i'm not talking specifically about politics but i am talking about resilience and uplift and have you both realize the sort of for lack of a better word legacy you're too young to have a legacy but the the the, the legacy of these songs and do you cultivate that
1: um personally i don't really think about i don't think about legacy that much because i really for me personally and i i think indigo girls have always been this way both of us um we are sort of in we're always in the moment and um and we, our goals are kind of short term and what's the next fun thing we can do. And, and we think of new songs as being, we think of our evolution as songwriters as being kind of one of the most important things about what we do. And so I, for me, I don't like think, you know, about cultivating legacy as much as I think about what do we need right now? You know? And, and I think for us, I mean, resilience is kind of like the key word for us is like, we're, that's what we want people to feel, you know, it's like a sense of joy in the face of pain and, and suffering and, you know, just kind of how to find joy in life and, and stop for a moment and be able to experience that, but also to be able to reach out and help people out, you know, and give people a hand and appreciate what you have and help other people fight the fight and, that is where we get our resilience from is is being involved and being activist and so i for me i it's all tied together and i and i kind of i just think about what am i doing right now you know and a legacy's kind of a hard thing to think about for many reasons um I think, and one of them being mortality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, these songs do—they are part, I think, already of a legacy. And I know that you're going to write and record many more songs. I also see, looking at your itinerary, that you do have some shows where you're going to be working. Uh, you're going to be working with the Boston Pops, for instance, in in the next couple of weeks. So, will you be taking these arrangements that you worked with at the uh, University of Colorado? You, you'll be playing these in other places. Yes,
1: they, we have like. You know, all the songs that are on the album we have arrangements for. And we can sort of, we can make whatever set, symphony set we want to on a typical symphony show. But the Boston Pops, they do this 4th of July fireworks extravaganza every year. We were very excited to be, it's an honor to be included in that. And um, so they they were in the decision-making process of which songs to pick. And then they wanted us to also learn a new song. So we got Sean O'Laughlin to quickly arrange a song that we can all sing together. So that's kind of cool and fun and a little bit different.
0: Speaking of songs that you picked out, what, what should I play from this this lush, spectacular two C D Bafo set?
1: Oh who oh knows? God. Gosh, there's twenty something songs on it. <laughs> um what do you think, Emily? Yoke.
0: That's Yolk. a good one. Yoke it is. Yeah. Kind
1: of mellow. Kind of mellow, but
0: we're pretty laid back here in colorado i don't know if you've heard about things that have been legalized here but we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're a pretty laid-back mountain folk here do what you gotta do and listen to this track.
1: She's done come from the
0: gallows home Indigo Girls, uh, Amy Ray, Emily Saliers, it is always great talking with you. I hope that you'll come by and play in KBCO Studio C again. And we will see you uh, August 18th, Planet Bluegrass, just outside of Boulder.
1: That's right. Awesome, Brad. That's right. Thank you very much. Oh, sir,